Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Welcome to Girl on the Gov, the podcast, breaking down politics as we know it and removing all the bullshit. <laughs> because politics needed a rebrand. <laughs> Welcome to your top stories episode of Girl on the Go, the podcast. We are back with a slower news day, but still a lot of important stuff happening. I feel like slower news day, too. It's like it's all relative. And I feel like no matter what these days, it's just a bananas news day, but it's slow in the context of yeah. And of 2022 and craziness. Of just I, you really know, our generation. We're just used to crazy news cycles. It's true. It's true. Not a day without a news story. And not a day without me making eye contact with the local racist. So, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I literally... I was, I was coming home, okay, visiting the parental units and going into the old pizza place, the old jammy jam pizza place. And nonetheless, I make direct eye contact with the truck that has the 10 Trump flags coming off of it. The sticker worth the impeach him, the AK-47, all lives matter. And Mm -hmm. God knows what other stickers that I couldn't like make out in a very, you know, quick flash of life. And I made direct eye contact with this guy. So that's what I'm hoping for. I also ran into some funny signs and stickers this weekend i went camping mm. and just had to drive through you know some more rural spots and there was one sign where it was like oh, i'm not gonna remember what it said but it was some like second amendment sign but it was like on a home you know like some people have like mm. live laugh love you know Me. something about like we don't call the cops and it had like some ar-15 on it and it was like second amendment god-given right something like that mm. don't forget the thing i sent you the there's this truck with i have a picture of it the one i sent you with the all the biden hate it was like fuck biden and this guy went so far that he actually put oh, all these stickers gnarly. on his car one says fuck biden one says we will never forget biden and it's like a military guy like kneeling it has one another sticker with a biden xed out and he went so far to next to the fuck Biden stickers, wrote in Sharpie on his vehicle, and fuck you too for voting for him. It's just, just embarrassing. It's I bet wacky. I disliked Trump more, but you didn't see me doing those things, you know? No. It's just like, it's it's really funny how people express themselves. <laughs> thousand percent and with yeah. sharpie oh and to note by the way guys the handwriting of this person is horrendous <laughs> if i was biden no. too and i saw that i was like i would just laugh and be like that's so embarrassing for you that i bother you so much that you're going to ruin your own vehicle by writing it 
writing on it in Sharpie. I wonder what the, the Kelly Blue Book resale value is on that car. <laughs> yeah. I hope he doesn't try to sell it because that'll just be hilarious. Imagine someone's just like looking around, checking the wheels, checking the tires, heads to the back. But no, actually, final just like weird, weird political merch story that I saw yesterday too, along with mm. the Second Amendment one was the Trump 2024 merch that is already out. Oh, yeah. And I saw a house with Trump 2024 and the campaign slogan, which is already out and about and on merch, says, take America back. So that's, I think, the messaging mm. that we might be seeing soon. But I've seen, you know what I've also seen in addition to that is don't blame me. I voted for Trump. I've seen a lot of flags with that, which oh. is also side note interesting, like just interesting. in a more rural area and rural state right now. Don't like, blame me. I voted for Trump. Yeah. Blame me for what? That he lost? Which I think gas prices, got, I, you know, who knows? Didn't, I haven't stopped at any of the houses and asked for a list. I could. I could. But I won't. I also, when I went to the mm. gas station, on the gas pump, it literally says, fuck you, Biden. <laughs> In Sharpie. How about like, fuck you, Shell? Fuck you, it. Exxon? But fuck to you, combat BP. that. Yeah, exactly. I also saw today in Sharpie, like on a poll. I took a video too. So what is with everyone in the Sharpies? I know. This is a Sharpie will... ad. This is yeah. now yeah. officially uh, FYI. Yeah. This oh, is how ooh. you get your political just expression out is Sharpie. Just I'm writing all over down. your town. You think um, I'm not? You'll be seeing this video on our social media soon because I took a video and whatever. But it says, I miss, I miss you, Obama. <laughs> so that one was cute. That's but cute. Political signage aside, let's get into these top stories of the week. So kicking it off is just the House and the Senate and the business that they are working on at the moment before this August recess for the Senate. So um, before Friday, lawmakers want to vote on a wildfire and drought package, additional fiscal 2023 spending bills, semiconductor incentives and science research and development package known as <laughs> Chips Plus and possibly a renewed assault weapons ban. Oh, and a Tiger King bill, <laughs> because Wait, why not? excuse me? That would generally prohibit private individuals from owning big cats like lions and tigers. Okay, you know what is funny? Like, two things. Two, two things. One, don't get me wrong. There are so many pieces of legislation out there, small, big, whatever, that are important. They're addressing a, a problem in a community. And sometimes they don't apply to every single spot out there or it might not be your life. So it doesn't mean it's not important, but it needs to happen. So that's point one. But point two, it is so interesting to me that someone out there on their day to day, I'm not even making fun of it. It's just so odd to me. That's like, you know what we need to really be thinking about? Tiger King really hit them. Hit at home. Yep. Like, I mean, we, I agree. I think it's an important, agreed. important thing. It's just I not what cruel. I would ever be like. This but that's is where... funny about what these kind of bills, like, funny about these kind of bills is that it shows actually how fast legislation could move if mm -hmm. people agree and if, you know, they tried or they even wanted to agree on something and pass something. Like, this bill is what I would assume would have a lot of bipartisan support, and it's one of those things they'll just really quickly push through, and it could literally take just a few hours. But we also have, you know these other bigger bills that are more contentious and people debate and that's why it takes forever or it doesn't ever happen but if we wanted things to happen it could literally happen in hours that's just well, i think one of the things about politics that gets thrown to the side or at least in my head does 
is the fact that everyone tries to lump all these bills together and that's mm-hmm. like an act of politics. Well, we'll do this if you do this and we're going to put this here so it's a threat that we won't do XYZ if you don't pass this and that's how they try and move things. And I think that is honestly oftentimes like a damn shame because we would get so much more done. In my opinion, not being someone that's writing the text and not sitting obviously in DC, but I think we'd get so much more done if we looked at things bill by bill individually. Like why maybe there's a very simple answer to this, but to yeah, me it just true. feels so unnecessary in actuality. Yeah. Unless there is one bill that in partnership with another the problems are solved together once related to the spending and a part yeah. of it i totally get when that happens but when the some way of they these try to are, sneak other things yeah, in that try you and know earmark the all these things aren't gonna want and then it's just it's, never gonna go through yeah. ultimately just end up in political gridlock it's, it's like when you literally go to freaking xfinity and they're offering you these bundles and you're like i just need the wi-fi yeah. just need the wi-fi i don't need the cable or i don't need the the landline yeah. i'm good I haven't seen yeah. a landline since 1999. I mean, yeah. I was looking at the assault weapons ban. Like, yeah, like that one and whatnot, too. And it going through, basically it went through committee, got passed through committee on Friday. So sorry if I just stole one of our stories, guys, getting getting out of myself. But one of the amendments was about arming or like not, uh, the basically the legislation not applying and or the ban not applying to crisis pregnancy centers. So it's like you could like – yeah what like yeah and that was a republican amendment sneaky. that didn't pass on it but the point being is that there are representatives that then try and tack on these bizarre exceptions mm-hmm. to things or add in so now for an assault weapons ban we're bringing in the abortion issue mm-hmm. yeah politics is a literal game and we should probably get to the news sorry guys we yeah, are yeah, yeah. let's ramble jamble jamble let's get into the senate we'll get in the house in a second but so the senate We'll hold a cloture vote today. We're recording this on Monday, so on a cloture vote on Monday. Quick reminder of what a cloture vote is. It's a procedure that allows the Senate to vote to limit debate and end a filibuster. So 16 senators must be present for a motion to end debate, and then 3 fifths of all senators or 60 senators when all are present must vote in favor of this motion. And so invoking cloture allows for a maximum of 30 additional hours to debate a proposal. So there's not just like infinite debating and filibuster bs that ultimately derails legislation from from getting through anywhere so this is the cloture vote is will be held on the chips plus bill so this is a 280 billion dollar package designed to aid both domestic semiconductor chip manufacturing and u.s high-tech research so there's plenty of gob support for the measure nobody they don't anticipate like any real problem with this cloture vote getting through and this the senate leadership says they'll clear the bill no later than wednesday So once the Senate passes CHIPS Plus, the big question will become, what's next? So Schumer, along with Senators Tammy Baldwin, Democrat of Wisconsin, and Kristen Sinema, Democrat of Arizona, have been trying to determine if there are 10 GOP votes to overcome and expect a GOP filibuster on the same-sex marriage bill. And so 47 House Republicans supported this bill last week. So there's a lot of interest in pushing this measure in the Senate. But at this point, there is no decision yet on whether to move forward. And then there are two Um, other... Wait, hold on. Just side note, and I feel like this keeps getting swept to the wayside in the coverage of this bill. This is also protecting interracial marriage. Yes. That, like, both ends of this, anyone voting no to this, I think is absolutely bananas, crazy. I cannot fathom. But 
that is very much a part of this too. Mm -hmm. And I just want to just give that little moment for it. Like FYI, same sex and interracial marriage. Thank you. It's absolutely wild that this is, that there wasn't full GOP support. So we'll also, I think actually Brian did a post where it showed all the Republicans who voted no in the House. Mm. So definitely check that out. And if they're your representative, just keep a note of that because that's an important factor as to who's representing you. Not only keep a note of that, but we did do a TikTok on a resource you can use to find out how your reps voted on any bill, but specifically this bill. And I will link it in this description. Totally. Anyways, there are two other outstanding issues. I will hand it back to you because I'm rambling. Cut me (laughs) off. Two other outstanding issues are adding Sweden and Finland to NATO and the PACT Act, which is a great little Dr. Seuss moment, which would allow millions of veterans that are exposed to toxic substances during their military careers to receive VA health care and benefits. So there's a chance that one of these could move this week if Schumer and the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell can reach a time agreement. Both bills have strong support. The Senate passed the PACT Act last month, (laughs) 84 to 14, before the House revised it. And there will be more than 90 senators backing Sweden and Finland's accession. But again, time is the key factor here. Without a time agreement between the two leaders, these votes will be put off until September. So that is the Senate's business this week. You know what that reminds me of so much is in December when it's like it hits December 1 and you get an inbound email and someone's like, oh, thank you so much for your no. Let's circle back to this in January into the new year. That is what this September vibe feels like to me. Oh, yeah. okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for reaching out. But we'll let sur- me just we'll set back. a calendar and reminder for literally months later on this business. But if any any of the positive things go through, the likelihood that I feel like the Dems are going to miss the marketing moment, ten out of ten. Like these are things yep. where. It just should be like, we accomplished XYZ and it is going to do XYZ. That is what I want to see. I want to see what was accomplished. Us. A bunch of content creators <laughs> and pay them. It's funny who to who market and tell people about the things that they're achieving. That would be really smart, you know? You just know, so people could be aware. And you know where they can email those people? Info at girlonthegov.com. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. So we'll do our best to help them for free. We're over here making content for them for free. But, you know, if they want to pay not only us, but other content creators across Mm -hmm. the spectrum of, you know, niches too, lifestyle, fashion, all of them. And just get the word out. Because guess what? Dems, you need it. You do. You Elections do. coming up. Oh, you know what? I forgot to advertise here. Sorry, ad spot. This is an ad break. Thank you. Tuning in. I no, lost my. <laughs> Before everyone self- skips ahead. <laughs> Self-promotional. We are analyzing campaign texts that we get and rewriting them and showing, okay, what was wrong with this text? Why it doesn't work? And then providing the solution. We have a TikTok series on it. I just made a little playlist actually at the top of our tiktok so if you go to girl on the gov and you're curious what the rewrites are curious what would be better and why so take a look give it a save share it you know the deal and anyways we got to talk about the house hustle 
The House has its own set of challenges. Yes, the Senate and the House have different challenges. So aside from waiting on the Senate to pass the Chips Plus bill, which makes me really want Chips Ahoy, not an ad for Chips Ahoy, but just a side note, and to figure out reconciliation, Pelosi and other top House Democrats are debating internally whether they can take up some public safety bills ahead of the recess, which starts again Friday. There's been a push from Democratic moderates, moderates to pass multiple bills to boost police funding. So we'll see where that goes. Ah, but, 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 but. The House Judiciary Committee passed an assault weapons ban last week, aka on Friday. So it means it got out of committee or was approved through the committee. It was also along like party lines. So all of the Dems on the committee said yes. All of the Republicans on the committee said no. None of these bills will be a walk in the park for the Democratic leadership. Interestingly, no shit. The assault weapon ban already faces opposition from several moderate Democrats. By the way, guys, we have those listed in two Instagram posts on the Girl on the Gov account. We are curious who they are. We have them tagged. There's one on the list that doesn't have an Instagram account, but their phone number is there. Give them a call. Who doesn't have an it Instagram is, account? Uh, let me check. Hold on. Please hold. Kurt Schrader of Oregon. I could not find an Instagram account for him. Huh. No, no. Get it together. Kurt. Kurt. So anyways, go it's check out so that post. Interesting. And post it, post it to your story. Tag us. Also, one of the people that is has voiced that he would vote no on it is literally Henry Schuler. I cannot pronounce his name correctly. Don't at Kuehler. me. Kuehler, Jesus I Christ. Oh, there it is. There it is. We got that one. And that is the anti-choice Dem in Texas that Pelosi endorsed. Yep. So yes. just to give a little light, it's like, first of all, not chill with me to be endorsing anti-choice Dem in any scenario in my book. I want to know but if you're going to be like, I know, I'm curious too, because here's the thing. Like, if you're going to be like, okay, like, maybe we're not going to agree on this one issue, but it's going to come on board on a lot of other, like, really key things for the Dems. And then Yeah, I think it just shows either. something I mean, that's really on. interesting to look at in the House of just how, I mean, honestly, both parties in the House are very all over the place in terms of right. the spectrum of where they're at. There's moderate Republicans and there's really far right Republicans, a.k.a. like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And then the Democratic Party, it's the same thing. We have these moderate Democrats and these super progressive ones, the AOCs and whatever. I mean, but I, I think it just conservative Dem. Yeah, and I think it's just interesting. First of all, the whole Nancy, you know, endorsing Kuehler, who is um, anti-choice. I just now every time she speaks about reproductive health and abortion access, like I just don't want to hear it from her. Yep. And that would change if she would just be like, you know what, here's why I did this. But I think the reason why she endorsed him was because there's clearly a rift between who is a more moderate establishment Democrat and the progressives. And the other option for who she was going to endorse in that race was Jessica Cisneros, who is would be, you know, probably another squad member, progressive woman. Totally. And it's just like clearly she needs the support from the moderate democrats and she would actually endorse an anti-choice man instead of jessica cisneros it's like it's just crazy but it goes to show like what it's looking like in the democratic party in the house of like how separate they are there's also gotta be i feel like there's gotta be some more tea even to that well i love like aoc really has been stealing the tea on her like lives and stuff oh a thousand percent and also you know where else we get a little tea in terms of this dynamic 
is our interview with Ken Russell, who's running for Congress in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, stay tuned because we get into a little DNC, DCCC drama in terms of endorsing supporting candidates and whatnot, mm-hmm. establishment versus progressive. Also, establishment versus just like, I won't even want to use the word grassroots. I was about grassroots, to but I was also like, like right. just like anti status quo of, yep. you know, things are done. Yeah, you'll see in this interview just this candidate, like how awesome he is at like social media and this the presence he's built, like literally over three hundred thousand followers on TikTok, but like the D the D Triple C like won't endorse him. Like it's like that's a great candidate right there. Like Right. What? It's it's just insane. But yeah, the establishment Democrats is is a huge problem and it's I feel like one that even our mission is trying to solve you know we're trying to rebrand it and get people involved because it's intentionally hard to understand and like establishment politicians are why yeah thousand percent but next story is a interesting associated press poll that came out mm-hmm. um two and three when the U.S. favor term limits for justices which we have an interview coming out that's we about do. supreme court reforms not sure when it's coming out <laughs> we so we did a thing guys where we overbooked we, well we overbooked and the problem is every single person we have interviewed is a freaking amazing rock star and amazing and literally granted, amazing i don't think we've ever had someone that we didn't like or weren't a fan of or any of that like love <laughs> can you not get us in trouble I'm just kidding. No, but it's okay, true. Like, we have like so many amazing interviews. I'm like, how? Where the fuck are we supposed to put everybody? It's just like overwhelming. But um, it's beyond. And so we're trying to figure out a way in which to do it so that you guys get all of the info. Obviously, all of the episodes that we're talking about are going to come out. It's more like us trying to determine the order of them and making sure that any deadlines that are related to the people coming on, like if they're running for office, for example, that we get the episode out before then so you can get the 411 on their campaign and get involved yeah. if need be or want to be or all of those things. And it's just like really hard. It's really and stressful. It's really stressful. It's really I'm so sorry. We really love everyone. We're and just, just like so like... popular and we have so many people on our show. Oh my god, we're so annoying. <laughs> You're so annoying. But anyways, but basically anyways. this is just a really big advertisement for all of our episodes coming up. So yeah. if you don't subscribe, do and, it now. Okay, so about two in three Americans say they favor term limits for a mandatory retirement age for the Supreme Court justices, according to a new poll that finds a sharp increase in the percentage of Americans saying that they have, quote, hardly any confidence in the court, which is... Mm really interesting and something i agree with was i a part of this poll so the poll from the associated press norc for public affairs research finds 67 percent the nork finds 67 percent of americans support a proposal to set a specific number of years that justices serve instead of life terms which is what it is right now so including 82 percent of democrats and 57 of republicans views are similar about a requirement that justices retire by a specific age which i think that this could be such a great moment for the bipartisan bell to be wrong if this were put into legislation which again we talked about in that episode and actually brought to a floor brought to a floor any floor any floor will do for a vote could be wood could be tile could be freaking linoleum i don't even care if it's a floor 
What? I actually really, really hate linoleum, so maybe not that. But I don't even know what that is. I just You don't need to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Anyways, if anyone has questions about linoleum. My dad can explain but... it to me. He thinks he's the general contractor, so <laughs> But yeah. nonetheless, I just think that this is interesting. Like usually when I feel like I see polls and it's Dem Republican, they like divide it by that. It's never this I know 57% 82 it does feel like there's a big difference there but mm-hmm. it's usually a lot further a lot further a lot further a lot like this is a lot closer than I've seen on anything mm-hmm. in a while just saying yeah, also- I feel like it's it's so logical to me with anything yeah like no matter which side of the aisle you are I don't think this serves you well yeah, the other kind of stuff that came out in this poll was that overall more Americans disapprove than approve of the decision to overturn Roe. So that was 53% to 30. An additional 16% say they hold neither opinion, which is like, honestly, How that's do you not worse. have an opinion? <laughs> that's literally worse. I agree. Um, on that decision, too, there is a large divide along party lines. So 63% of Republicans approve, while 80% of Democrats disapprove, obviously. Who's the 20% of Democrats that approve of this? Like literally, we need to have a discussion. We, we need to have, have a, a sit down, little chat, little hang out. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. I think that it really brings up a good point: is the people that don't have an opinion. I really don't understand. Yeah, no, I I understand not under not knowing the context or understanding how things work, and therefore maybe that leads to that situation where you yeah. don't have an opinion. You know the really amazing count on TikTok, Black Menaces. Mm-mm. Okay, so they basically like go around and they like. Ask. I think it started at BYU. Oh, yes, I have seen yeah. that. And so they, shoot, what, what, I think I'm 99% sure that this question round was about Roe. And someone that they asked was like, I haven't really heard much about that. Like, what is that? Didn't know. And then they explained it to that person and then they had an opinion. So I understand yeah. if you don't under, you don't know. And I think the majority actually probably is that, which we probably should give yeah, these people true. more grace. So I kind of take that that comment back but yeah it's definitely not fair. worse than somebody if in my eyes who is anti-choice but yeah I think honestly we should actually give that group more grace because it is probably mostly people who don't understand that's true you know a system and these ish- very complicated issues that are made very hard to understand yeah I think when you give people the information the feelings and opinions will for sure come out and I think that's really the problem with this country as a whole is that there's a large chunk of Americans just aren't involved whatsoever, don't know what's going on, don't vote. And if they did know what's going on and were informed and did vote, we'd see a much different just country as a whole mm-hmm. because it would be more representative of people. And true, that's what we need truly at the end of the day. So I take my comment back. It was in the heat of the moment. I fair, don't think too. it's worse. I, if you are one of those people who didn't have an we're opinion, sorry. we're sorry and we're here for you because we want to help you get your opinions in order because yeah. you deserve to have and a And speaking of which, if you are not registered to vote, may I direct you to girlonthegov.com slash vote where you can check your registration. You can register. If you're not, you can pledge to vote. You can request an absentee ballot. You can do the 411. So... There you go. Also, if you're listening and you're you're ready, you've checked those boxes, but you know someone that like maybe hasn't, 
just take a little copy and paste to that linkaroo. Oh, linkaroo. What am I? I'm, I think I'm craving dunkaroos. I think that's what's Remember happening. Remember last that's... week when you were judging the article that said Votorama? And you yep. said, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's all. Yep. That's all. And then I saw it again 100%. today and I was like, terrible. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Go register to vote. Register your friends. Check your registration. All that stuff. And then let us get into monkeypox. Monkeypox, you guys. We have another thing to worry about. More vaccines yeah, we do. to get. Well, the World Health Organization has declared the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency of international concern. But it's not a disease that the general public has been familiar with. Interesting. I guess that's context in terms of not familiar with in the last few years, but now it's becoming familiar with in this present day. So, you know. For well over a decade, members of the scientific community have been concerned about the potential of a monkeypox epidemic. With nearly 16,000 reported cases worldwide and counting, here's what you need to know about monkeypox. How to protect yourself and what to do if you think you have it. Let's start what is with monkey vaccines. Pox? So let's start with the basics. So besides the reference to monkeys, wildlife, the only similarity between monkeypox and chickenpox is that they're a virus. <laughs> We're going back to bio class. Okay. Instead, monkeypox is most similar to smallpox, which was eradicated through global vaccination efforts. Again, vaccination efforts. Mm-hmm. We get vaccinated people because it solves what? Us from all getting sick and dying. Amazing. Anyways, which was eradicated through global vaccination efforts in 1980. The two viruses are from the ortho, wait, orthopox virus family. That's a mouthful. That's a chunky chunky. Anyways, monkeypox is not as transmissible or as fatal as smallpox. However, some researchers worry, this must keep them up at night, that monkeypox could mutate and become a greater threat to humans. One study published in 2008 warned that if monkeypox were to be introduced to an unvaccinated population, virus could capitalize on the situation and become an epidemic. It's funny how there's signs, there's warnings, there's red flags, like you're on a date with someone that literally tells you that they don't use soap in the shower. And why are all the symptoms the same? Fever, headache, muscle aches, lack of energy. That's do you know how many times a week I just have that by like (laughs) that? Those are my PMS symptoms. Yeah, it does. Um, but a rash, a rash can also be present, you guys. You know, the chicken pox, we 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 know that my sister had chicken pox. Did you ever have it? Mm -mm. Nope, never had the chicken pox. Oh, that's oh, you know what I have to do right now. I will be what? adding that to my never have I ever list. Mm. But nonetheless, we do want to talk about vaccines. The U.S. uses two types of smallpox vaccine to fight monkeypox as past data suggests these vaccines could be 85% effective against the virus as well. In the current outbreak, the CDC says there is no available data on the effectiveness of either vaccine. I mean, put it in my arm. Put it in my arm. We are good to go. Thank you very much. Okay, so we do want to talk about eligibility for the vaccine, where you can get it. So two vaccines originally developed for smallpox and kept in the United States national stockpile can help prevent monkeypox infections, according to New York Times. The one that's most commonly used for monkeypox is called, hmm, hmm. It looks like gyro, but without the R. Okay, J-Y-N-N-E-O-S. Ask your doctor basically yeah <laughs> if you... it consists of two doses given four weeks apart that sounds familiar but because its supply is limited and it's controlled by the federal government it's not widely available to the public 
Instead, okay, this is a good call your reps moment. Instead, the vaccine has largely been offered to two groups of people, healthcare or laboratory workers who might handle infected samples, people who have had confirmed or suspected monkeypox. I'm stuck in Jersey, apparently. Monkeypox exposure. Vaccine can work even if given after someone is exposed. I think that's pretty fucking dope. Centers for Disease Control, aka the CDC and Prevention, recommends that people get vaccinated within four days of the date of exposure for the best chance of preventing monkeypox. You can schedule an appointment for the vaccine through your local or state health department. You can also get a shot up to two weeks after an exposure to help reduce symptoms through a vaccination more than four days after an exposure may not prevent onset of disease. What is going on? Basically, we're not a health podcast. What we do know is that vaccines are important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the World Health Organization is important, even though our former president did not believe so. So monkeypox, you guys, it's real. It's happening. Um, Talk to your doctors. I think everyone should just look into it. Yeah. Um, Figure out what's best for you with your doctor. And there's that on that. But I think it's important everyone is aware. I want to make one flag, too, is I've seen, at least for New York, where basically they put out a list for vaccines. You can sign up to get vaccinated, and then they keep running out. I think the same thing is happening at SF. So we need to call our reps and Mm -hmm. ask for them to get on this, aka make more vaccines available. This is something that affects everyone. Does not matter any which way who you are, what you do, what you like to do. You need to get vaccinated. You need to protect yourself. You need to protect others. So let's all get vaccinated together. Mm -hmm. I will be bringing, as soon as I get an appointment, I will be bringing a fun Band-Aid. That is what I can tell you. Okay. Fun. I I love all the fun Band-Aids. So the princess ones and stuff. Or the minions. But yeah, another thing. Oh my goodness. We could just go off Collector's edition over here. We should get some girl in the gov (laughs) Band-Aids. We still need to figure out the sippy cups. So true. One step at a time. Um, I love that. But yes, talk to your doctors. But the other thing to talk to your doctors about is potentially some COVID boosters too. Um, numbers mm. are on the rise. So just be aware of that as well. You know, schools, school years are approaching and, you know, schools are kind of grappling with how to deal with these um, rising COVID infections. So again, talk to your doctor about some potential boosters or what you need to do to, you know, be proactive about covid as well because there are some surges happening some indoor mask mandates i think are being reconsidered in some some areas some cities so there's that but i think again if we all just approach things with some common sense and preventative care i think we'll we'll be we'll be good to go but those are our top stories i think we should introduce our guests for tomorrow just to get everyone really excited it's a really amazing episode so samantha why don't you give us a little like hollywood trailer of what people can expect from our episode tomorrow. Obviously, jazz hands. If we're going Hollywood, jazz hands everywhere. Sparkles, why would a jazz confetti. Why would jazz hands be in a movie trailer? It just feels right to me. I can't tell you anything more That's than that. That's very Broadway. It's not movie trailer Hollywood. I see your point. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I'm not really sure where else to take it, but I will tell you about the guest. And it is Secretary of State Benson. She is Secretary of State of Michigan. Another so just, powerhouse Michigan yeah, woman. There are three. three. There's more than three amazing Michigan powerhouses. Sure, sure, sure. But there are three in the the executive. executive exactly. We've got Governor Gretchen Whitmer. We've got Secretary of State 
Jocelyn Benson, and we've got Attorney General Dana Nessel. If you haven't already listened to our episode with Dana, go check it out. Learn what an attorney general does, why they are so important, especially this round of elections. So you're going to want to learn what she does, what that role does, et cetera. But for this week, you're going to also want to learn what a secretary of state does. Another crucial, crucial, crucial position for this year and saving our democracy. (laughs) the least. She is epic and we're obsessed. She spills so, a lot of tea too about like oh, yeah, 2020 and the 2020 election because Michigan is where Trump was like, you know, filing all these lawsuits trying to flip Michigan in his favor because he lost it. And she was literally the face of all of that, of that entire election in Michigan. And so she spills yeah. the tea of what it was like to basically have a president, sitting president, threatening that like her election wasn't fair so lots 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 of tea spilled so don't miss the group chat you guys she tells us about the secretary of state group chat there is a group chat of all the secretaries of state well not all of them but like there's group chats with secretaries of state in them and they all like chat and (laughs) thank you for that that (laughs) what do they do in the chat they chat they chat amazing well amazing they chat they spill tea they chat and she tells us all about that so do not miss this epi and follow us follow us on instagram we are at girl in the gov and at girl in the gov the podcast second tiktok at girl in the gov there is constantly 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 content being churned out on tiktok so go follow us there and subscribe rate review one of the best things or just easiest things you can do in your political action journey in a very very crucial election year is make sure all your friends are getting civically engaged and getting the civic education that they need to go vote um, and be prepared to vote and hopefully that's what we are doing for all of you so if you share this podcast and our content with your friends and family you are doing your role of having political impact and making sure everybody is informed and ready to vote this year. So send it to like five, 10 friends or family and whoever's in your circle. And that would do a ton. So, Oh, well that, but I also have an additional, additional bullet point. And that is that we do have a fall internship. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. So, 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 so if you are in college, you're taking you're taking a major lol no you're in a major that requires an internship hit us up hit us up we will link to the internship details it may say spring on it because we need to update the website yeah i do that's on my list but 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 it is the same exact internship it's just for a different season so if you read the details there as to what it entails and how to apply it's the same story no matter the season so anyways if you're in college you're looking for an internship to Figure out, you know, to... <laughs> you're looking for an internship. Thank you. In the political space or in just the social media content creation mm-hmm. space, we've got an all the things internship for you because we have our interns doing all the things. If you're not looking for an internship or you're not a college student um, who can get college credit for this internship, join our brand ambassador program because there are resume boosters there. There are political networking opportunities and there are no requirements, time requirements or anything for you guys to join. We just want to meet you guys and get you into the program if it's up your alley. So go sign up and learn about it at girlinthegov.com and our brand ambassadors page. All of this will be linked in the episode description, but we will let you guys go because we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Bye with our amazing guest so toodles
Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description.